0: To magic on the patio. I am Lauren Mahana, and I'm here with my astrology awesome diva friend Alyssa Polinski. and we are uh, kind of chatting about the mid-month February. We're probably going to talk about the nodes a little bit, and also that all of the planets are direct right now. Like, there's mm. not one thing in retrograde. <laughs> it's it's a miracle, it's right? A miracle,
1: it's a miracle. <laughs> it's it doesn't like, happen often. <laughs>
0: like the white light the beaming it feels for me it feels like a freight train like going somewhere I'm like hey I'm finally like hopped the train you know (laughs) with my bag of trauma here we go oh my god trauma trauma everywhere right I know I just um I don't know like so we were talking casually because we weren't normally we only do our monthly episodes but um we were talking this past week about how the energy has just been so weird, just like weird, like it's intense. It's not super sad, but it's not great. Like, it's just kind of all over the place. Um, so we wanted to record today, just kind of like our takes on the energy, just to see where, you know, the listeners, where you guys are at and like, you know, I love to um, find out, you know, what kind of transits are hitting, hitting you the hardest, um, make this podcast a little more interactive everyone um, so I wanted to ask you Alyssa personally like what's going on in your chart like what have you been noticing mm,
1: let's see here hold on let me pull my chart oh, up have,
0: I should have uh, preemptively told you <laughs> <laughs> We're good. Right. see this is also what happens off the well, cuff I don't know what I'm going to talk about I
1: personally have been going through a lot of like Uranus transits. Yeah. Which in my 10th house, which has been, I think, tough because it's been in opposition to my sun and then also squaring my rising. Mm. Plus all the Capricorn uh, transits are in my sixth house. So I always just kind of, when you're going through sixth house transits, I think it's always like a bit of a rough Patch.
0: yeah because you feel you feel it in your body like you yeah. feel like that's how I always I always think about like you know the sixth house is about you know health usually like that's kind of the broad but also just like how you feel things physically um that's how I always uh feel like the sixth house rolls for me it's just like how I actually um have the transits like tangibly affect my body and my actual mm-hmm. face um But yeah, I mean, with that square to your ascendant, how how has that been uh, actualizing? It's it's been just like, I feel
1: like nothing is going anywhere, even though I want things to happen.
0: Yeah. like
1: Because it's just been like a lot of like with up in, it's because it's pretty close to my midheaven. It's not conjunct, but it's in my 10th house. And so it's just like, between opposition to my son and squaring my ascendant I just feel like I can't quite figure out like where my life is going and like my career field like my career life like yeah I've just been kind of stuck between a job the job that I've been doing for 20 years and then like this kind of other life I have on the internet and
0: I don't know. Famous internet
1: star. <laughs> Not famous. <laughs> <laughs> almost. But, almost famous. <laughs> no, no. Almost. Maybe one day. But yeah, it just like feels like nothing is just like moving in any direction anywhere. I just kind of feel stuck between like a rock and a hard place yeah. I all wondered- the time.
0: I wonder, I think like, I think what's going to be interesting for you is when you start moving out of the square itself and how quickly the change will happen. Cause that's how I always do with the Uranus. It's like, it's like, you're in that tension, you're in that tight spot, but the second that, that you start to leave that square, um, and, and that's going to be happening in the next well, few months for you.
1: Yeah. Well, cause it's exactly square right now. It's a, a Uranus is at 11 degrees. So I've been doing the Uranus, like this is the third hit of it because it retrograded like it went over then it retrograded back and now it's going back over so now I'm in the third pass of it so I'm hoping I have to look and see because you know Uranus takes forever but yeah hopefully once it gets off the 11th degree like or even like 12 maybe once we get hit like 13 14 degrees like it'll feel like a little less like something's moving in my like career life where
0: have you noticed a difference between the the three different hits or have they all been very similar themed?
1: It's just been, I haven't noticed, I've just noticed a, like my actual real job is making me more and more unhappy. <laughs>
0: Gotcha. So it's like a culmination of
1: feelings. Yeah. Like I was like feeling good about my real job, but now I've been having a lot more complications with it. Like there's good parts and there's bad parts about it, but it's just, you know, there's certain aspects of my career now that I'm very unhappy with. And there's no feels like there's no like um, way to like, like, I can't just, like, get a new job in my career field. Like, there isn't, yeah, Yeah.
0: they're just options. It's
1: not, not, it's not where I'm at. Like, I'm, I'm in a hard place now, because it's, they want to, people in my career field want to hire young, you know, people who've worked for three, four years, work at a different salary range, aren't working at my skill set range, aren't working at my salary range, and I just, like, don't have the ability to like do a lesser job.
0: Yeah, yeah. A
1: lot less money like that's just not like a thing, but it's just like not making me happy. It's mm-hmm. just it's been a, something I've been struggling with for a while now.
0: So, I feel like probably an actual astrologer knows this, but would you I wonder if the Uranus transits like this specific uh hit would be called like the midlife crisis transit? I'm right. like going traditional, like technically you're not in your midlife anymore, but back in the day you would be right. So,
1: yeah, well this, but I know like I've heard Jessica Lignado actually speak about like the midlife transits being the Pluto square, yeah. Neptune square, and then eventually the Uranus opposition, which yeah. I'm not in my Uranus opposition yet. That's Cause a, that'll be a year at from now, 20 degrees. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm a little um, off of that one. So I know that like between getting through these next few years, it's still going through But like, I know when I am pretty sure when I looked at my chart, when I left my job before I had this job is when Uranus was on my midheaven, which I'd been working at the same job for like a decade almost.
0: Well, it makes sense. This, the change.
1: And then I've been slowly transitioning, I feel like into a different like realm of life and learning and like moving more into this astrology world but I just still don't feel like it's actually like that's it's not a job yet it's still just like a hobby
0: it'd be interesting to like um you know write this down kind of like timeline for yourself uh and see what happens at the opposition and see what the shift is then you know because that'll be what a year two years from now give or take right because Uranus moves Um, so for everyone listening, uh, Uranus is the, you know, the planet of change and quick and sudden shifting change, um, on a, you know, it's an outer planet. So it's for your personal, it'll hit you personally, but also for the collective. So the collective is also going through some pretty big, uh, Uranus transits.
1: Yeah. The Uranus transits in Taurus, it's just, it's a hard, it's a hard hard on America. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're going to be what are we going we're going to have the Uran, uh, uranus are, are we people been starting because we're hitting the about to hit the pluto return for the united states yep. but then we're going to have a uranus return as well
0: yeah
1: in a couple of years
0: So yeah pluto return happens first and then uranus i think about to basically when you're going to be hitting your opposition probably
1: yeah so that's what two, i was just thinking. Years, i don't
0: give or take uh maybe a little yeah. more but yeah it's um it's just an interesting it's for a transit um i find it to be one of the more um life-changing transits like i mean all the personal planets hit you on the on the daily right but when the outer planets start to move um there it tends to really shift and um and just create lifelong change you know um Mm -hmm. which which is cool but it's nice when you know when these things are gonna occur because even if you know when they're going to occur you don't know what it's actually going to be yeah <laughs> and and I think mean, you can see where it's in the house and what house it is but even then it's it it's hard to be that that literal i i like i feel like saturn gets like all the
1: credit for like the saturn return yeah yeah and everyone knows about your saturn return now and like you know that like life change around 29 like you know but i feel like we don't talk about the uranus like the uranus transits at the same level but i but personally to me it feels almost it's been like a slower shift than what my like saturn return was which were, i think my saturn return like like leveled up results a lot quicker than yeah yeah my uranus transits that i've been going through but the uranus transits feel like a lot more like the shift is going to be a lot greater like in my life, in my livelihood.
0: Yeah. No, I think so too. I mean, like when looking at your chart and like how things are moving, I I do think it's going to be like that, like leveling up moment for you. Like that's, I know I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm not excited, but I'm interested to see what mine's going to be like, because I'm a couple of years behind you. So it's, so I'm using you as a, where what house what house is Uranus in for you? Uh my third house in Sagittarius. House. <laughs> ah, ah. It's it's a, a pretty oh, I'm not conjunct. I always that's forget gonna, that. that's gonna be fun. <laughs> it might I have I have hard placements, honestly. Every time I've gotten my chart done by like more like humanistic, you know, astrologers, they're just like, wow. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, but I think when you have like harder, not harder, but like interesting placements, the transits, hard transits don't hit me as hard because I feel like I just live my life hard. Yeah, I live my hard life hard and fast. Everyone. <laughs> <It's so hard. laughs> yeah, no, I'm actually it's conjunct my son also. So oh, it's a, a 13. It's, it's a 13 degree Sagittarius. My son's at 15. So. So it's pretty close. Mm. It's within two degrees and it's uh, in opposition of my mode in Chiron. So. Oh yeah. Mike, this has all been, con- I forgot to include that part. This has yeah. all been conjunct my Chiron. Yeah. So I and mean, that makes <laughs> sense for you where it's, it's a more emotional based, you know what I mean? Um, like uh, for me, I'm wondering like, will it be a solidification in my community? Like, Will it be the thing that I want, which is possibly owning a brick and mortar store within my community? You know what I mean? Because it's in my third house, you know, community in, yeah. in Sagittarius and, you know, wanting to teach and wanting to explore and and creating, like, you know, I'm in the beginning stages of creating a, a, a collective co-op of of like-minded people in my town, um, in my area, but we're we're not there for like the physical location yet and I'm like wondering like maybe it's still four or five years out which is fine yeah yeah Yeah. I I can be patient
1: (laughs) I feel like in my own ideal world that's like what I want to but it's just like so hard to maintain like to have the ability to do that in Brooklyn
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, Just, I, I worked in a places like that in Brooklyn and none of them could last unless you own the building or you got locked into a pretty long lease for very cheap, but then yeah. you have to do all of the maintenance and then you have to do all, you have to deal with it all. It's, it's hard. Yeah. Um, but it's when it's successful, it's successful, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm yeah Um, but you're gonna i mean also i feel like you're just gonna buy a summer home of where i live now and just a a weekend home in my (laughs) magical community that i'm creating i would love (laughs) that oh gosh i know i'm actually having uh, on a personal i'm having a friend um coming up today from the city to visit for the first time and he's actually selling his apartment in the city because he's he's ready to just leave and it's sad because you know the city is just you know it's such a big part of like who I am and who I was but it's like nice it's nice to get people out a little bit like breaking that spell has been kind of a fun thing for me to do for people
1: if I can move to where you live I would (laughs) if I moved here, to your witchy community
0: in a heartbeat. <laughs> Just live the country which you life with you. It's so, it's so strange. Not ever. I never thought I'd be here, but that, but that's funny. That's that's a what was what was I going through um, when all of that was happening? I don't even know. A lot. Well,
1: it's actually funny Is that we come back to this is like the fact that like I have been feeling this need to like run away from Brooklyn so hardcore, yeah. but that's also an opposition to my son in the yeah. fourth house. Like hello, that's still like another like thing with Uranus, like it's like making me want to run away. And that's all I think about.
0: <laughs> but I wonder, like, I think it's so like, if you, if you like turn it around and use astrology for like, um. It's more like a like a cognitive behavioral <laughs> tool it's like how do you shift your language around running away to preparing to have a, another space or vacation or retreat you know um and shifting that language a little bit might might help the planets work a little different that's what yeah. I, that's what my uranus in my third has like let's work a little different <laughs> A little, a little strange weird weird people weird people um but yeah so that's i'm trying to think of why where you got on that topic oh uranus um but i've also i'm starting to get a little i'm thinking about the all the planets going direct and how um how things like even how like the news cycle has changed a bit and how fast things are moving mm-hmm. and it's start- It's starting to make me go like, whoa, 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 (laughs) let's pull the reins just a little, like the lifting the mask mandates, like, can't we just wait until spring? (laughs) Like, can't we wait until we can open windows? Like, why does it have to be during flu season still? (laughs) You (laughs) You know, and things like that. And then also just like, I was scrolling through TikTok the other day and I was just like, oh, I guess we're at war with Russia because all the soldiers, you know, are on TikTok talking about their deployment. <laughs> it's like, why, why am I on military TikTok right now? <laughs> oh my God, that's a that's a different TikTok that I didn't know existed. Oh, I don't know, I don't know why, but I'm on the wrong side of all TikTok. I'm I've been all. on lesbian TikTok for a oh. while. Le- I I please I was on lesbian TikTok. <laughs> I was on gay boy TikTok, then I was on polyamorous TikTok, and then somehow got into, well, I'm always on uh, ADHD TikTok, and then, <laughs> then it goes into, like, but then I'm, like, really deep into Ukrainian military TikTok. Oh, wow. I think I watched one video, you know, like, one of, like, them marching. I'm like, I wonder where they're going, and now I'm, like, in the rabbit hole. <laughs> Ukrainian military <laughs> like, Why do I know all their strategies? <laughs>
1: Oh my god oh gosh. It
0: feels very like a- aries jupiter and aries well that again well because that's when's that happening that's happening in the spring right we have a yeah little, we little. we
1: dip we dip into aries yeah in the spring for a little bit and then
0: we come back out you know i was thinking about how uh jupiter and pisces kind of got like like the short end of the stick this time around i feel like we've only had it for brief moments in time during its cycle or like it's benefic factors, right? Like it feels like it, it's been in it now for a little bit, but like, there's just been so much on top of it to actually do anything that I feel like we haven't reaped any of the the benefits of a Jupiter and Pisces. I feel
1: like it's happening. We just haven't seen it yet. Like I do believe that there is a culmination of, art and music that's being made right now that maybe we just aren't seeing but maybe it'll come out actually when Jupiter transits into Aries that's a good that's thought, the fire know. that like will spur to actually, it to actually to see what people have been making I think people are just creating right now
0: yeah and, and I we're don't gonna think... have
1: we're gonna have that uh, Neptune Jupiter conjunction come up in April too so that's seems very much like a huge like artistic musical renaissance moment to be having. Yeah, I
0: do feel like it's going to be something that we look back at in the future going like, Oh, that was a really significant time, but it doesn't feel like it in the now, you know what I mean? Like, like when Sag is in Jupiter, like I feel it in the now, you know, yeah. <laughs> like oh, predi- all talk- my prediction has been, and
1: it will still be that there's going to be a huge punk music revival like garage bands are coming back there are i think all those kids those angsty kids who've been locked up are locked up in someone's garage right now making music and that's really what i think so i also
0: got down emo tiktok elder emo tiktok and then the renaissance of the new kind of new emo punk post punk alt side and it's getting intense and i was at the grocery store the other day and there were some kids and some baggy dickies and some like flannel (laughs) and some like really slouchy beanies and I was like dude like I get you like I still dress like you (laughs) we've been you I'm like super excited
1: (laughs) yeah I'm personally like in my own renaissance right now of reviving the um 2000s cowboy uh look Yeah. that 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 yeah, like madonna music movement and like cowboy ugly or coyote ugly m-
0: moment where like we all kind oh. of dress like like hoey cowboys so the only thing i don't want you to bring back because i know that you could possibly influence this is the super low rise no, those have been back for a while i know I they have been back but they haven't hit like I feel like they haven't hit Walmart yet. No, no. they haven't. They like they're in the fashion, but they're not quite in the mass big stores yet. And Wait. like that's when it gets scary.
1: Uh, yeah, I haven't seen them at the Wild Fable at Target yet. <laughs> with the low-rise <laughs> That's the moment that I'm gonna be really frightened um, because I can. We can never.
0: I mean, I cannot relive that. I'm a 40-year-old. Th- I've had two mom. children. It's not I can't happening. Do and- that. And I wasn't good because I don't have a butt. So like, it's just literally just butt crack. The, so like, the funniest, comfortable looking butt crack.
1: The funniest trend that cracks me up with that is the built-in whale tail oh, yeah. cut out look oh, yeah. that has been like around for a little bit now. And I'm just like, oh, we couldn't actually like get ourselves together to like buy like tiny thongs again with the, um, so we're just going to make it all in one.
0: I'm still going to wear my granny old. panties
1: <laughs> Things I'm not going back to Little tiny g-strings And, and lower Why are you getting married <laughs> Just I'm too old Like I remember asking my mom Like back in like The 2000s about like 80s Fashion and like would she ever wear that Again and she was like oh my god no I would never Do
0: that again and now I'm Like oh wait now I get it <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I I I remember. I remember that like I guess I was like I don't know. It was like middle school vibes, like when like all the peace signs, like the hippie stuff, came before the eighties stuff. So it was like sixties and then eighties, and like getting my first pair of like bell bottoms, and like my mom was just like she's like I don't know why, and then I realized I'm like now I understand, and what we're doing to all the Gen Zers, it's like the dirty bottoms and the rips and just like getting ankles are just wet. I mean we a have a full
1: time. like I've I mean definitely noticed with fashion like we follow the 20 year cycles. Yeah, yeah.
0: Which makes sense generationally so, though. Yeah, so we fo- we
1: follow 20 year cycles. So we still have the you know the 2020s that we're going to be reliving through all of the 80s and 60s like looks and we've been seeing a lot of the 60s like florals and like a lot of the 60s like color prints and yeah yeah, the pastels mixing with like the big like 80s shoulder pads like you're seeing like those structures come back and Mm -hmm. then like we're gonna see like those like how they're revisited now you know who I think was
0: on the forefront of this trend was Salt Lake City reunion looks oh my god those are so terrible i can't but like seriously like maybe they were just like we know
1: what's happening (laughs) there's things about like being on trend and being trend forward there's also just bad mistakes i know um (laughs) i feel like you're so offended by their looks (laughs) oh my god i i mean they all had like the, some of them had redeeming. Like I liked Lisa Barlow's dress. I just wish she would have done her I wish hair. She did hair, her makeup, hair. and
0: shoes. Like there was there was just
1: the- extra I, liked her, I liked her, her shoes, shoes were- and her dress, but her hair wasn't, she needed to do like a slicked back hair or a pony or something. She should have had been. Whitney's hair. Yeah. Like yeah, she needed that pushed back moment and it was just yeah. the wrong hair for the dress.
0: Yeah. And
1: then like- um what's her face, Heather. She wore a dress that fit her body. She looked nice, but it wasn't a- It wasn't real house. it It wasn't a fashion moment.
0: So, you know what I think we should do is maybe we should start a Patreon to just fund Heather. But like, cause I love Heather, like just so, cause like, I don't think she takes, I think for her, she's just like, she loves what she loves but she doesn't think about it because she puts other people first. You know what I mean? It's like a lack of like taking me I, time. I
1: just want her uh, to have Christian Siriano make her a reunion oh, dress God, next he time.
0: Would, he would be spectacular.
1: He would give her the best dress and it's very like Bravo-centric and that I feel makes like me it very would happy. I
0: actually think it would be kind of fluffy, very like organza-y in an odd yeah. way, like, like ethereal, oh, Heather. Yeah. that's all i want
1: for her that's all i want she because, deserves like, the world she and deserves her- to have a freaking couture dress made for her for the reunion and like, like
0: yes like i see her having like a sarah jessica parker like carrie moment in that that whatchamacall dress you know just like sitting by the window eating bonbons yeah exactly she Me, deserves it that. yeah she does deserve it oh like. i don't know <laughs> so so, hey everyone this is uh, exactly what a conversation when all planets are going direct there's no introspection at all it's just but we're talking (laughs) but we're talking about randomness but no so I wanted to ask you about what your thoughts are about the upcoming um since we we talked a little bit in the last episode about like the shifting of the nodals like the nodal um access Mm -hmm. and I wanted to ask you about your thoughts on what the Taurus Scorpio energy you think that's going to be brought in um if you had any like
1: uh, I mean what the the first thing that comes to my mind when I think about this Scorpio Taurus uh access you know the Scorpio and it's the north node is or the north node is Taurus and the south node is in Scorpio so I feel like this even like illustrates it even more but I really think of like a rose Mm -hmm. like the the roots of the rose is like the Scorpio and then the flower on the top is like the Taurus and so like I really feel like we're like you know what's growing underneath to like make like the beautiful like bloom on the top and I feel like there's just like that actual like rooting and like blossoming that comes from Having this nodal access right now, so I think we're doing a lot of like deep down, like rooting and looking to see what's like not working, to going to like see what's going to actually make us like shine and be beautiful. And so that's that's kind of really
0: great imagery. I love that. That's and it's it's so it's so Scorpio Taurus.
1: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, thorns of the rose is so Scorpio, but the beautiful like rose flower itself is just so taurus you know the yeah. taurus is spring it is venusian. growing yeah yeah,
0: yeah it, it feels very like Empress. Uh, yes yeah it's like venusian and uh traditional mars energy because weren't they in uh in greek mythology weren't they sort of lovers? sort of
1: <laughs> yeah and also um, we're having yeah. that we're, we're we're having a mars neptune conjunction coming up too
0: we are which, so I'm like looking at the chart right now. Let's see. Um, Mars. Yeah, so I wonder um, how that's going to be. I'm <laughs> like how that's going to that be.
1: How's that going to work out?
0: I feel like so with Mars, though, in that conjunction, because we're still, Mars is still sitting with Venus, right? And then Mars is also gonna be working its way over Pluto, right? So <laughs> I feel like there is still like this moment, like I almost feel like Mars is gonna activate all of the um, the the internal stuff that has been kind of like being worked through, like the the underbelly of the beast, the stuff that has been needing to transform. And Mars is gonna like activate it and like make it actually happen. that like like really just like get you through the last bit of this Venus Capricorn energy because we're we have it for a couple a little bit longer Mm -hmm. like another couple weeks which is just insane I still yeah it comes out it's like around St. Patrick's Day right yeah like we're still almost like a full month out of it which is crazy for for everyone listening like Venus doesn't normally have a, this long in a sign. Um, no. and, but it's funny cause it kind of mimics what's going to happen towards the mid to end of this year with Gemini sitting in Mars for like four months.
1: God help us.
0: So I, I which we were just talking about the duality of Mars and Venus and having these two planets, um, sit in signs that they don't actually like to be in for a very long time in the same calendar year <laughs> it just it's it, a lot it, it's a lot it's a lot of because with yeah because that's going to happen sometime I think it sometime in the
1: summertime I mean I definitely feel this Venus and Capricorn has been having us all look at our relationships yeah and I think that's like the biggest thing that like i think that has been happening more subtly than we all realize but this is maybe like why we all feel so kind of kooky is because we keep like read back going back and redigging at relationships to see like how we feel about relationships and it's just like this constant like we're keeping we keep going back and we keep going back and we keep going back because like we're still stuck here <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's you know why because sometimes when you think you've healed a wound or or solved a problem or or fought the thought, it still needs some more digging. Um, and yeah, that's kind of yeah, it feels like a um, it's like a an excavator. <laughs> you've been watching a lot of blippy lately, everyone. Oh gosh,
1: I can sing the songs if you want me to.
0: don't have to because they're in my head and i don't want to ruin everyone's day um but it's like kind of keep digging and you get to a different layer and a different layer um but yeah like personally that's how i feel like because this is a personal transit for me too that like i'm reevaluating and um all of the different relationships and then on a grand structure too and i think that's what pluto is doing is like i'm seeing it as a whole but then I'm also bringing it down to each individual relationship and how this new structure that I'm forming um, correlates to each individual relationship and if they're worth it or not. Um, and that's kind of like where I'm at. is like, cause if it's not worth it, like if you're not going to learn, like if the cycle is done, then it's time to just move on. And that's kind of, that's how it feels. Like, I feel like the second that I, um Capricorn moves out of like and once once Venus moves into like Aquarius it's going to be like a like the blinders are off completely and you're like yeah I didn't need that with the frick? why was I going over it but you needed to it's like you need yeah. it, like there's no way of healing without really diving deep yeah I mean it feels like that's why
1: I think we keep feeling this kind of almost Mercury retrograde kind of vibe but it's mm-hmm. not that and it's not venus has been direct now for a little bit but it's just still like this fact that we're still transiting through this capricorn venus it's just like it think it's just like starting to wait on all of us and we have
0: That's
1: heavy it is it's just like and i think as we get through these like later degrees of capricorn with venus like it's just like really gonna dig in like before we kind of get over like the little bit of the hump but then it's just like it's like the, the the hardest thing I find for Capricorn into Aquarius transits is that they're both still Saturn rolled. Yeah. We don't get a break off of Saturn. It's like a double doozy of a Saturn. And it's just like, you're going from your, like your rich daddy to your crazy daddy. And it's just kind of like, we're, but there's still all these freaking daddy issues that we have to get through. And it's not like we get a break. It's just like one the next and i find that like i think that's like why we always struggle kind of going through capricorn and aquarius because it's just like these are two saturn world planets and like we don't get a break from it
0: and it's perfect i mean especially speaking from a northern hemisphere perspective is that um it's winter for us this is the time to do it because you don't want to do this kind of work in july or in August, <laughs> you know what I mean. You have this moment to actually sit in the physical structure of your home and just wallow in um in the struct- the the structuring and destructuring of of your life. And I think that's why SADS is so prevalent and lack of vitamin D. <laughs> but like it really is a it's a hard time of year, and I think it's um. There's something so beautiful when, uh, the light is lifted, when you come through Pisces season, like Pisces season for me is still heavy because you're, you're spiritually processing all of the stuff that you went through, but there's a lightness. And then once you hit that, that airy season, it is just like, give me some leafy greens every day to eat, make me a green smoothie. And I want to eat tacos and I'm happy I don't know why I'm talking about food I must be hungry um (laughs) I did eat breakfast this morning oh my god Um, I yeah
1: I just yeah like I definitely love like I do love Pisces season where I like I'm ready to get out of like I I felt lighter once we hit Aquarius season this year but like yeah once we hit Pisces like I definitely always get like those dreams back and they like that like moment It was just like okay like what actually are we gonna like want to try to accomplish this year like sometimes it feels really forced through the new year and yeah then, like in January January is just always such a tough month and then like once we hit into February we're like okay like now, I really can feel like what I want to try to accomplish this year.
0: Yeah. I mean, for me, that's like, so that's my sixth house. So, I that's when like all of the resolutions I said about like taking care of myself better, you know what I mean? Not like lose weight, but just like eat better, do better, have be more mindful. Like, all of a sudden, Pisces season hits, and I go, oh, I can actually do that. I like, I don't even make New Year's resolutions anymore because. I'll ma- I'll in- set intentions, but I know that they're not going to come true or like be manifested when I am in a Saturn heavy place. Like it mm-hmm. is just not, it's just, it's, it's almost like magically impossible, Yeah, <laughs> which is okay. You know, you can't, you can't be creating magic all the time. No, you that would can't. be too much. That's- I just realized, I just looked at my chart and as of today, I, uh, Saturn is at sixteen degrees, right on my Mars in Aquarius on sixteen degrees. I'm having a mm. I'm having a Saturn that's Mars party conjunction. That's, look at that that's transit. A, that's a good time. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not having. I'm, I'm literally. It's it's so funny when these things happen when you look at your chart and you're like looking at your day and you're like, oh, maybe that's why I woke up that way.
1: I'm gonna have a Saturn Mars opposition coming up not Ooh, too long yeah which also will be a good
0: party <laughs> just drink some more coffee put your head down just get like, it moving. and try s- not to start a war honestly yeah
1: yeah it's in my seventh house which god god help us there
0: better not be an ice storm honestly like just don't leave your house <laughs> Just like, please, just like. Oh, you know what? Mine's in my fifth house, and that's probably why I wanted to record today. Look at that! Look at that happening. Oh, so this is such you. a last, last-minute recording of like action in the thing that is part of my destiny. <laughs> oh, magic on the patio. Will be successful. Mm-hmm. It is successful. Oh, I, I just noticed the
1: the south note. The nodes are right on my on my Venus. Hmm interesting
0: how are you uh have you had any like thoughts on your value structure at all or how to how to make it better in the past like day or two like practical steps forward or back
1: no <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish transits could just be that like enlightening all the time when they happen. Like they are not. But they don't do that. Absolutely not. No and where's the sign? Where's the sign? (laughs) I'm looking for the sign. I don't see a sign anywhere. I'm just getting annoyed by people. That's it. And that's that's every day.
0: Yeah. But that's the thing with astrology. It's like you can't live in it constantly because it's you can it's an in the now practice but about prediction and data collection so it's something it's it's too it's too hard to be in it all the time like you have to have a separation
1: I feel like for me what I do and what and like this is how I also like relate back to reality tv and what I do for myself and is when something happens, I look to see what's happening in the stars at that moment that yeah. things are happening. Yeah. And then understand what kind of the, how those trans, like how those transits ended up playing out and then I try to like kind of make a note of that so then like if go forward like if something kind of like that happens again I can kind of understand oh that's that kind of transit and then I double check it but I think it's just like years of study like you do have to keep studying it like it's not something you just can decide you're like oh I'm gonna just be an astrologist like you need to understand how the planets move you need to see them move like it takes a long time to really I think digest it all and it's not like an easy thing you can do like overnight and just decide, like,
0: I think that's why it's know. more considered an art form, you know, too, because it's a, it's a, um, lifelong practice versus like, it's a study, but it's a practice. So, yeah. and it's something that you have to, um, put time in all the time, like all the time, you know, like it is, yeah. it is, uh, when it becomes part of your language you need to start oh god I just realized I'm still in my nodal return right now too I don't know man weird day um this is why I, I actually don't look at my chart every day because then I discover things yeah. <laughs> um but yeah I just so I'm thinking about the nodes and about like the greater greater collective and kind of the thought processes that I've been having, like shifting out of that kind of Sagittarius Gemini nodal access and the big thoughts always needing to be right, talking to just talk, facts and fiction are the same thing. You know, it's just very much what has been in the cultural zeitgeist and switching from that to more Foundational structure and safety and security and um, like abundance and more like loving abundance versus um, like mental, <laughs> you know, accumulation. I think it's going to be oddly really nice for everyone. Like I, yeah. that's my I hope. I mean, if you think about it, like
1: Trump was such a sad Gemini. Like oh yeah, like crazy person like yes. that was just like like the craziness of the like voice mm-hmm. of the moment like that to me seems like so. Is like Sag Gemini just like all right this is all like coming out right now and there's no stopping it like just kind of like fire it's like the, the
0: constant stream of and now, but and now, now we're I moving in details. yeah
1: yeah yeah but now with moving into the Taurus Scorpio it's just kind of like all right we need to reevaluate all of our values again and figure out where we're stand. And then like, we'll see where we go from there, you know? But it's just kind of like, like a rerouting and a regrouping and a regeneration and a re like evaluation.
0: And it feels like it might be more personal this time around. Like with the Sag Gemini, it felt very much like I picked a team and that's the voice I use. But with with the Taurus and Scorpio, it's more about like my individual thoughts and my individual like ethics and morals and values and whatever terminology you want to use for what gets you through the day. Um, it's going to be more individual. And I think collectively, the individual is a lot less crazy <laughs> than yeah. the herd, right? So I'm, I'm hoping that that that's actually where it becomes more of a grassroots movement mm-hmm. of change versus this larger masses change.
1: You know, and I think if you act like if you are looking at it on an individual level, like you definitely need to look and see what houses yes it's affecting you in like for yes. me like Scorpio is my fourth house and like Taurus is my tenth house, so like it's very like it's very on the nose. Like I'm looking and reevaluating and regrouping at home to like grow and like be in the spotlight of my career, and so like yeah. I am having that kind of like dichotomy moment happened for me right now where like you know depending on where it is for you you know like it it's a very could be very feeling a very different yeah you oh, are going through sure. those moments but I that's mean, what i'm i'm feeling right now
0: yeah i'm hitting my north nodes in my eighth in taurus yeah uh, eighth and second so it's like for me it's a it's a deep dive on what makes me feel secure and why I'm anxious around security. Like really, it's more of the of, of the feelings, right? In Scorpio, it's like-, like And it's like your nodal trauma. return too. And it's my nodal return. And then my eighth house, for me, it's truly constructing what I see my spiritual life being, <laughs> in a weird way, you know, what the ether really means to me and how do I utilize it moving forward? Um, almost not, and it's something like, because for me, since it's not- it's not career, but it's destiny, you know? So it's not like, how do I make money off of it? But it's like, how do I, how do I live as, um, as attuned as possible? Yeah. funny I I didn't
1: really think about it, but like my, my actual natal nodes are Mm -hmm. in opposition houses. Like, like my South node is in the eighth house and my North node is in, the second house. Oh, so we're maybe. similar then. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm I'm supposed to be leaving the spiritual realm to be becoming more practical.
0: <laughs> I don't know though. Like maybe so, and that's the thing with like how how when you're working with the nodes, like I, I feel like it's more of like upgrading from the lessons, right? So it's just a step up. So for you, maybe what it is, is, is you spent the past year cultivating your spiritual practice. So now how do you make it practical in your career? Like, I do see like the the next two years for you taking clients and reading charts and maybe it's not your, maybe it's not your full-time job, but like, it is another, you know, stream of revenue, you know? Yeah. I think
1: I'm this year, I am going, like, I, I am going to put it out there. Like, I, I think I am to actually start reading charts. Like I'm getting comfortable with looking at charts and comfortable. It's just like a, a thing that I've been like holding myself back
0: on and. what well, makes sense with what your chart's doing. And, you know, I, 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 I could, I see- just,
1: I just like find it like I don't want to be I take it very seriously of like, giving information the best that I can to help people and I don't want to not. I want to do the best of my ability to be able to do that and I just take it so seriously and it's just something that I've had this kind of like power struggle with in my own self.
0: Yeah. But, you know, I think you having even the thought of that worry means that you're going to always be giving your all in it, you know? So like, if, if you didn't think that and you were just like, yeah, I'm going to charts because I'm awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you just having that thought. Oh, you saw the fat cat just walk by. And I was watching the cat. It's <laughs> <His>, like tummy. <laughs> oh, the governor. He's my Scorpio cat. I love him know sometime at the end of october so we celebrate his birthday for halloween according to the vet when i got him so it's was like fine he's my halloween cat um but yeah no i think for you it's like i think for creating the structure of community is going to be really helpful like right so like having people as sounding boards is going to be really helpful for you and then just doing it i think once you do it Once you have an energetic exchange of money for the chart, I think that that first one is going to be the hardest for you to do. But the second you do it, I think that's when it's going to click.
1: Yeah. I need to like break the structure down with whoever I decide is like the first client and just be like, all right, I'm doing this.
0: You know what? It's going to be me. I'm going to, (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to Venmo the shit out of you. (laughs) I can't take your money. (laughs) Oh, yes, you can. You know why? Because the hardest, the hardest people to take money from are your friends. And you, for someone who's been doing this for a very long time, your friends are your friends, but they also are your clients. If you are spending that much time and energy in your practice, you still have to, I have friends who are are clients of mine. And yeah, I I throw discounts, you know, because- but like, I still need, I know that I need to take a monetary exchange. If not, then my boundaries, then all of a sudden I literally lose all boundaries. And then I'm like, I could do it all for free. <laughs> like I don't know. take money from anyone. <laughs> I have, I have boundary issues. <laughs> yeah. And, and most women do right. Most women do most, most, like most people in that kind of role do, you know, it's just, it's a generational thing. It's your second income. So it's not a primary job. There's a lot of things that would be wrapped around why you wouldn't want to take money, but you have yeah. to do it.
1: Yeah. It's just like the point of like moving from I know that where this is where I want to move towards. And I know that my my career that I've been doing is something that like, yes, I can always keep doing, but like, I just need an energetic shift
0: between. And also this is something that you can think about, like, as something you do, like maybe, you know, in 15 years you retire early or when you're supposed to retire like at 55 you know what, mm-hmm. what I mean or something like you actually retire from a job and then this is just what you do you know as a career that is your retirement career you know what I mean yeah. like that could be something and maybe you are able to have an early retirement who knows there's so many there's so many avenues when it comes to this kind of work mm-hmm. um but I don't know why we started talking about that but it feels very Taurus Scorpio energy it's the it's destructing something that is no longer serving you to then create a new path that will serve your highest good and that's that to me is the foundation of the duality of Taurus and Scorpio right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's it's building values Taurus but then breaking down toxicity or whatever more negative word you want to use that Scorpio does it's transmuting it's transmuting I like transmuting yeah it's a good word it's like it's like a good way of like
1: making Scorpio sound better than what they are
0: yeah I, I you know like, it's, yeah it's one of my because, magic words I, I use it a lot in spell work is transmuting. because
1: because yeah like Scorpios just can't accept things at like face value for what they are we have to like work through it to mm-hmm. get to the other side even if where we started is where we end up still have to we still have to like we still have to we still have to like turn everything over even if we decide that where we started was correct it's always the mind process I
0: I understand it I understand it but I also drives me drives me crazy
1: it's hard it's hard being a Scorpio I'm not gonna lie
0: it's a, it's an interesting placement and becoming an evolved, like, cause there's that also that archetype of Scorpio, right? It's the, um, the scorpion that turns into the hawk that then turns into the Phoenix. Like it almost has like a triple God goddess archetype. And like, when you start moving out of the scorpion energy of Scorpio, so like base self, which isn't negative self, just base self. And you start moving into higher being, you know, that's, that's really where, I think that's kind of where you're going. I mean, that's what your transits are saying um, and that's what you're putting out into the world. So I think that's gonna be really interesting for you. Um, Hmm, so many thoughts, so many thoughts for Mm -hmm. you. Always, always, we're still on a Gemini moon, everyone. As a Gemini moon, this is when my ADHD kicks in hard. (laughs) Hard, everyone, hard part of that, um but yeah I think I don't know this conversation was cool I like just yeah. talking to you about randomness and just a topic maybe this is we'll see we'll see if viewers like it and so maybe this is yeah. something we can do some more of and maybe be a little more structured with maybe with yeah some I mean if people
1: would like to comment and say yeah. like things that they would like to hear us talk about because like yes we we love
0: to just sit here and talk about this, Anything. Is, this is my goal with audio is just with with Alyssa specifically because I'm getting back into recording actual like interviews um but I feel like that's more of a I feel like I have the most like beneficial conversations with people like that like during the summer months for some reason um so we'll see because then you can legitimately be on the patio oh, yes yeah I feel very like open on the patio when I'm like interviewing people <laughs> just me and the birds freaking wood magic like, oh, on the patio the magic on the patio no we have two foxes that have um are burrowing and mating in our front yard <laughs> this this no winter, way. which has been really cool I watched them kind of frolic uh the other morning and I was like oh
1: these little foxes. Are you, are
0: you gonna have baby foxes? Uh yeah, we will. I mean, I don't know if we'll be ever see them, but there's de- it's definitely like mating season around here and they're definitely like in the front woods of our yard because that's what now, they come in and go out. And so I'm like, I know that they're burrowing there. Yeah, do your cats go outside and <laughs> do the foxes eat cats? Like, these foxes, I things- think I think they would fight. I don't know if they eat them, but uh no. So my cat's like in the summertime, like Watson will never go out because like he'll never come back. Um and also he's a scaredy cat. But uh Gov, I've taken him out and like he wa- he follows me, like, but just for like an hour, like he kind of just tricks around the yard, but not in the winter. He's old. He's 16. Like in okay. the summertime when we last summer he like, but then the hawks, like we have eagles. Oh, yeah, and, hawks. Hawks. and those are actually more like our neighbor was like one of their cats got Swooped up by a giant hawk. So, yeah, keep your keep your cats inside. Keep your little dogs inside. <laughs> In the <laughs> wilderness. You, right, this is like I know we're about to sign off, but yeah, I know.
1: have you ever seen those crazy little dog outfits that they put on for places that have hawks? They're like almost like armor, like giant plastic. Like you, they look like Lady to- Gaga. <laughs> yeah it's like these like little jackets that have like spikes coming out of them
0: no but to I keep... feel like the governor needs one
1: I feel like you need to google that because it's really funny to look at these little tiny animals with these like spiked outfits on because I think like California like and I'm sure yeah. yeah. like Colorado yeah I, lo- I lost some animals in Colorado too uh the wilderness <laughs> yeah and
0: I lived in like like Denver. <laughs> yeah, well, because it's open there too. Like even though you had, them, Yeah,
1: we had coyotes there, like in just like the city, and then we actually had bald eagles too.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're back. I mean, bald eagles are like. I mean, we have we have bald eagles here. I mean, they were they're in New York City when I used to live. Um, we used to live in Waterside Plaza on uh, in Kips Bay, tall buildings, mm-hmm. and the eagles used to perch on top of the buildings. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, they're, they're everywhere. We have coyotes too. And we have bear. Um, but we're trying to, I don't know. There's a lot of wildlife and it's, oh, we had a bobcat. They're so cute. They're so cute. Did you like, see the bobcat? Um, so this time I didn't, my neighbor did, he took a picture, but I have, yes, I, we, I've had, yeah, they're like, they're so pretty They're I like, I would, I want to take have you seen those like memes of like the white ladies who just like, are, have no fear with animals? Like I'd be that. <laughs> like <laughs> I will save you and bring you to a wildlife preserve. <laughs> don't be that white lady. I'm not, I'm honestly not. I don't care that much, but no, they're really cute. They're really cute. We have a, and we have bunnies. We have a, um, we have a family of bunnies that um, make a, their home underneath their stairs. It's like, a, it's cute. a zoo up here it's a zoo it's a legit zoo or or just
1: nature (laughs) or we've infringed on too many wild outdoor areas
0: we have we really yeah no it's sad um i think that's it with wild oh we have snakes the snakes are cool and that's about it frogs (laughs) like what other we we had the little salamanders the little cute like orangey ones poisonous I'm ones i'm yeah. glad about those nope Thank yeah you. yeah and then oh we have mice too my I mean, husband my husband's on a murdering spree with some mice so don't get a capricorn mad <laughs> seriously I love that your husband's murdering mice. That's- yeah, he has uh, many different ways to do it, and he gets a lot of pleasure out of the different way. Because he's a Cap Mars too. Cap Sun, Cap Mars, right? But he's a Cancer Moon, so I don't understand. But so he has no, but he has no compassion for mice. Like mice are his like, he- they're his enemy, and they they ate up some of his stuff in the garage, and he. <sighs> they're paying for it. Oh yeah. Yeah, like I mean shovel. <laughs> I was like, when do we get so country? <laughs> that yeah. wasn't what I was expecting. No, was no, expecting no he' like he's been a doing, glue
1: trap. No, he a... has the
0: glue. No, the glue traps are actually really inhumane. But he he does this water bucket thing where you like make a ramp with peanut butter and then fill a bucket with water. <laughs> this is gonna lose, lose followers, everyone. Yeah. I do not condone maybe we, this. Maybe I do get off
1: murdering mice let's,
0: let's you know what they care you know what they bring ticks in and that's Lyme's disease and we literally live next to the town that created Lyme's disease so like I don't want ticks so the mice are the first that have to go but we have possums which are great and they they eat a lot of the bugs which is good like mm, don't don't kill your possums they're the best they eat ticks so all right well I guess we well, should that's a good there. PSA to leave on don't murder (laughs) keep the possums keep the possums they're the best um I might cut all of this I don't know no I don't think so because I just don't care about editing honestly um it's just too hard like and I listen to like some legit podcasts that don't do anything and I'm like they have like thousands and millions of listeners and they like record off of like I bet I know, there's one mic. person
1: out there who's like going to be really happy that you were talking about possums
0: at least one I mean probably many possums have a huge following deep <laughs> dives. I didn't know I was going to be looking at today <laughs> I'm glad that I can uh spark some That's very, in you. It's very it's
1: very Scorpio ooh, ooh, a possum ooh. is
0: very Scorpio <laughs> I have a whole new merch line for you possums <laughs> this is it you got to go to work and like pitch an idea about possums oh I'll, I'll work like, on that is this is the new cute animal you know how it was owls and then unicorns and then like sloths. sloths and llamas it's now possums possums how do we spell it a possum or possum dude i don't know <laughs> that's one thing i don't know either maybe that's the, maybe that's the meme maybe that's the meme <laughs> awesome or opossum. <laughs> I don't know one, one is American one is Australian. So mm. whatever one you decide to be. <laughs> thank you. All right. Well, thank you everyone for <laughs> going down this wild and crazy ride with Alyssa and I. Um, we will be back for March in a couple of weeks and uh, stay grounded. Thanks, Alyssa. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Magic on the Patio. For more information about this week's guest co-host, head over to our Instagram at Magic on the Patio.